Passions Podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into the passions of the brotherhood. This is your host, Susie Dowood. All right, we are in action. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode three of the Passions Podcast. I hope you're doing well and ready for this pretty, pretty exciting episode. We have a unique passion here with an awesome person. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Molly, Mick, Mick Too Many Vowels, McEnany. <laughs> so Molly. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Yes, thank you. So if you wouldn't mind, could you please um, introduce us to your passion of mail jumping? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm a U.S. mail jumper on Lake Geneva. I'm the only currently running uh, mail delivery by boat in the U.S., which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, I've been doing that for a couple years now. Uh, definitely been a pretty unique experience, to say the least. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm super excited to be here, super excited to talk about um, mail jumping today. Yeah, thank you. Um, so just a quick follow-up question to that. Is this, um, like, tied with U.S. Postal Service? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we definitely get that a lot. So we actually are contracted by the post office through what's known as like a star route. Um, so I am not considered to be a postal employee. Uh, rather, the cruise line, the Lake Geneva cruise line is contracted by the Postal Service uh, to deliver mail only between the dates of June 15th to September 15th. Um, and after that, that mail gets routed back to their previous, their regular home, like their street address. Um, and then they get their mail delivered there in the off season. Oh, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's interesting. So, yeah. Um, do houses opt in for this, or is it like if you live on the lake, you're getting your mail by the boat in the summer? Yeah. So we make about so mailboat runs uh, seven days a week uh, from June 15th to September 15th. Um, Sundays we do obviously there's no mail on Sundays, so we'll do like the big Sunday papers. Uh, but during the week, uh, we have about. 55 total deliveries I think the number is but that'll vary day to day depending on when like sometimes people get mail sometimes they don't uh, we also do like daily papers as well so we'll deliver like a Chicago Tribune or a New York Times and a Wall Street Journal um, so kind of that number fluctuates uh, there's probably about a thousand or so homes out on Lake Geneva so obviously it'd probably take us a week to deliver <laughs> um, my boat to a thousand homes around Lake Geneva um, so we only do 55. It's completely optional. Homes opt in. It's just a really fun tradition. We've been able to carry on. Obviously, now we're living in 2020. All of those homes could choose to get their mail delivered by car every day. Uh, so it's definitely more of a tradition. We've been doing that since 1916. Uh, so over 100 years now, which is pretty awesome. Wow, yeah. That is really cool. I know when I was younger, um, we used to go to Lake Geneva sometimes, and my mom would have us go on the mail tour. And yeah. So definitely got to tell her about this episode with a male jumper, <laughs> male jumper herself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no. People we get people from all over. Um this summer was definitely a little unique. Uh numbers were down significantly just due to, you know, we're a tourism industry, so we just we're not getting the same numbers that we usually would see in a summer. Mm -hmm. uh, but in like previous summers, we'd like have a sold out boat probably. It's a public tour as well. Uh, so people, you know, you've been on it, but people can buy tickets and then ride the boat. And then it's a two and a half hour long tour around the lake. You get to watch us deliver the mail. 
Uh, but the captain would always kind of do like a poll and be like, who thinks they're from the farthest away? Um, we get people like international, like we get like people from China and South America and like people from California and on the East Coast and in Florida. It's like, it's just really awesome to see that uh, the kind of widespread impact that this has on people. And like, it's just kind of unique. Yeah, that is really cool, especially in like a, you know, I guess mid-sized Wisconsin city. Yeah, (laughs) definitely interesting to see how far people come to like see this and be able to experience. Yeah, so it's really cool. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. Thank you. So when did you first get started mail jumping and working um, on on the boat? Yeah, so um, I actually, it's kind of funny. So my grandparents have a house on the lake. Uh, so that's, I didn't, I didn't live in Lake Geneva probably until I was like 12 years old. Uh, but I would always go up like during the summer, like visit my grandparents, whatever. A great time. Like I've always loved the lake. And from my pier, a couple doors down, there was a home that would get their mail delivered by boat. And I remember like seeing them deliver there. And I was like, oh my God, that was like, I always like thought it was such a cool job. And I'm like, that would be so cool to have that job. And so then fast forward a couple years, um, when I was in sixth grade, my band teacher, um i found out that he was a captain with the cruise line and he actually like he would drive the odd days like the sundays and the holidays uh for the primary captain on the mailboat and he's like and i told him i was like oh my gosh like i've seen the mailboat like that looks so cool like that's something i would love to do and he's like well molly like you can do it like you should apply and you should try out for it and i was like i was like really? <laughs> do you really think i can do that um yeah so i um yeah, so then when I was 14, like applied to work the cruise line, sat in the ticket office for a whole summer, uh, sweated it out there, <laughs> and then uh, my summer going into my, what would that have been, my sophomore year of high school, uh, I was 15, um, tried out for the mailboat, usually occurs like a couple days before the start of the season, so I think it was like June 10th, uh, we showed up probably like 8 in the morning, there's probably like 20 of us there to try out, Um and there's just, like, nothing you can do to prepare yourself for jumping off a moving boat <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And, but I did it, and I was so terrified. But it was, like, the rush of adrenaline I get from doing this is unlike anything else. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Especially... It's- so ridiculous like seeing you jump off and then sprint to the mailbox and then sprint back try to catch the boat that's incredible yeah what do the tryouts look like is it just jumping or is it on yeah so basically we it's yeah it's usually a couple days before the start of the season so probably like beginning of june um so basically you have to a couple things you have to work at the cruise line at least one year one full year before you can audition to be on the mailboat uh, and they just that's just due to the fact that they want you to have some knowledge on the boats they want you to be able to give like a regular guided tour uh we have some tours that have nothing to do with the mailboat and they're just like scenic tours of the lake and the homes but you have to have a really good understanding of that history before you try to do the mailboat um and then we'll take you out and then have you do like a couple like practice read-throughs of the script to like just kind of make sure you can read well <laughs> um and then the backhand of that is then they'll, we have like three tr- places three piers that we'll do like practice jumps at um and if you make all three you're like a shoe in as long as you can read and then um but if you miss one then you're you know they are like they probably can't do it and then they encourage you to audition the next year but 
yeah so definitely a little spooky you have to make all three to be considered so okay yeah Yeah, definitely a little freaky thank you so what like goes through your head or what's your approach to jumping on these piers do you have a special process or like how do you how do you even do that yeah so (laughs) there's definitely like a technique to it um I just remember, like, there are a couple things. Um, You always want to be, because the boat's carrying so much momentum itself, so when you jump off, like, your body is not only going with, like, the momentum of you running, it's, like, the momentum of the boat is pushing you as well. So you're going at, like, three times the speed you'd be able to. Um, So the biggest thing is, like, slowing yourself down. Like, as soon as you get off the boat, you have to, like, plant your feet and, like, slow yourself down. Otherwise, you're going to go right off the pier, like, right into the lake, like, immediately. (laughs) And so then, that was the biggest, that was probably the hardest lesson for me to learn. It was, like, how to, like, stop myself. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, but then you, like, go down, put the mail in the box, and then turn around and come back. And then the back end of it is how you get back on the boat. And you want to be, like, running with the boat, and then you're, like, kind of, like, jumping with it, if that makes sense. Like, you don't want to be, if you're jumping at the boat, you're literally going to run face first into the thing. And then if you grab the bar, it'll just swing you, and, like, your back hits, like, the side of the thing. So painful. So it's, like, you really, yeah, so it's, like, running with the boat, and, like, that's how you, like, really kind of minimize, like, your impacts. Um, But, yeah, and that came with, like, weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> of practice <laughs> after like a lot of bruises a lot yeah. of like missteps but now I've been I've been doing it for like I think this was like my fourth full summer like June to August or whatever and um so like by now like it's like second nature by now but that was a huge learning curve for sure holy cow did you get any like sort of practice period or was it just like you know people are here. No, they okay. just, they just, like, chuck you on there. They're, <laughs> they're like, all right, it's go time. But, yeah. yeah, it's definitely, like, uh, training by doing it. Like, there's no, there's no, like, practice period. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, yeah, so it's definitely, like, the first couple weeks are, can, were kind of frustrating, but, like, once you get, like, a good, you're like, okay, now I know how to do this, and then you can, you know, then it's not too bad, so. Yeah, find your groove. Right, yeah, find the groove, absolutely. <laughs> and so this is kind of backtracking, but um, yeah. if if people haven't, like, seen the male tour at all or seen anything about yeah. male jumping, how would you describe, like, when you come up to the pier, you know what I mean? Just so you can get, like, a visual of it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, let me think about how I want to say this. Okay, so basically what's what kind of, so, like, the boat's coming in close to the pier. We try to ride anywhere from, like, five to seven feet away from the pier so we get we get pretty close Mm -hmm. um and like that's all credit to the drive we have some awesome captains that are like abs like this boat is an absolute beast it is so big um i think it's like 80 tons i want to say that could be like totally wrong but that's what i think it is um so it's a huge boat like we can accommodate like 160 people so it is a big boat um so and we're able to come within like three to like eight feet i'd say of some of these piers so it's pretty nuts Mm -hmm. um so we'll kind of come in get as close as we can usually we're coming um i want to say like perpendicular to the pier so the piers you know if you picture like a long white pier and then the boat's kind of like running right in front of it yeah um and then as we approach it you kind of crawl we have like this little window so like you jump as a jumper you'll 
walk by your captain, you'll crawl out the window. So now you're standing on the outside of the boat. There's like a little like platform, like running ledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you get close enough to the pier, you jump off the ledge onto the pier, put the mail in the box, take the outgoing mail. You're going to throw it in your teeth. Uh, that way you can use both your hands to jump back on the boat and you're going to get a good running start, run with the boat, jump back on and then crawl back through the window. Holy cow. And that's, that's the whole process. Yeah, oh. it's. I'd say deliveries are probably like seven seconds oh on average. Gosh. Wow. Yeah, wow. so it goes pretty fast. And you put the mail in your teeth, the outgoing mail? Yeah, usually it's pretty rare that we get outgoing. <laughs> I feel like people don't trust us to like not drop their mail in the water. Yeah. But like on every like other like odd day, I'll like get like someone's like mailing a letter to a family friend mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, and they like, and what, what's cool is that any outgoing mail that comes out from the mailboat, we like stamp it with like this special mailboat stamp, which is like kind of cute. So like it gets stamped. So especially if they're sending letters to like friends and families, they usually want that like special stamp. And so then we'll take it out. But yeah, it's pretty rare, but you're supposed to throw it in your teeth. I know some jumpers who don't, I usually do because I like to have like both hands, but yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's cute. I like that little seal, the special seal. The special seal of approval from Melba. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cute. So on one tour, how many people are mail jumping? Like, are you doing everyone, or are there a few of you? Yeah, so there's been a shift in, like, recent years. So usually it was there were always two jumpers on a boat. Um, and so one person, you know, one person would give the first half, and then the other person would give the second half, because it is two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a long time to be kind of, like, being that active and to be, like, running around. And, you know, you have to sort your own mail, so you got, like, that on top of it as well. And you're also giving the tour. So it was a lot, it's a lot to do that for, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, but in now, this year, uh, we had, like, a shift in captains so now we have a bar on board the mailboat seven days a week <laughs> so of course wisconsin yeah. like <laughs> what an excuse, like, yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, so now you sometimes you'll get sometimes you'll get a bartender who's also a male jumper which is pretty nice but other times you'll get a bartender who's just a bartender which means that you are giving the whole two and a half hour uh tour which wow. Yeah, which came, so that was more this summer, um, definitely an adjustment, but it's not, it's fun, like, it's good. Yeah. I think for younger jumpers, it's more intimidating, because it's more information they have to remember, but, mm-hmm. um, like, for me and, like, some of the other older jumpers, it was not that bad to make that switch. Yeah, you old dogs, you got it all down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right, old <laughs> dogs, um. oh my god. So on a typical day that you're working, do you give more than one tour? Or is it just one tour? Or is there like yeah. office work too? Or Yeah, so it kind of depends. Um, I know some jumpers, like, it, so basically you kind of like work your way up, I guess. Okay. So I started out selling tickets in the office, which is like, well, like <laughs> lowest, <laughs> lowest tier. That would have been like June of my first year. And then kind of worked my way up started washing dishes on the bell which was like our food service boats like you can do like the ice cream so i could run the whole spiel of the cruise line (laughs) higher up here right now yeah but then i washed dishes for a long time (laughs) and then um and then they put me on just like some regular public tours which are usually like an hour long and that shifts like usually like eight hours and you'll give like four or five tours a day 
Um, and that's usually when they're prepping you for mailboat is when you get a lot of those shifts because they want you to get like super comfortable with the tour. Um, and then usually then your next stop after that would be mailboat jumper. Um, or sometimes people who aren't interested in doing the mail jumping, whether it's like they don't feel like they're athletic enough or they just, some people just like don't aren't interested in doing it. It's definitely a different vibe. Um, and then people will move on to like being like a bartender or a captain or that's kind of how that um, chain of command looks like. Or there's people that stick in the office too and do like computer work and stuff like that too. So a lot of different jobs. Yeah, that's interesting. What's been your favorite? Uh, definitely, well, I, I love mail jumping, but sometimes giving public tours, just like hour-long tours, can be so fun if you have like the right audience. And, like, mm-hmm. it can be such a good vibe. And I feel like sometimes mailboat can get like a little intense just because it's like really strict. And, you know, in years past, I, like there's a lot of pressure, especially when you have like a sold-out boat and people who are like from across the country and like you feel like you have to like put on the performance of your life like every day and uh that can get pretty exhausting uh but I also started driving boats this summer Mm. um so that was cool that was a really cool experience definitely something different uh it was a lot of I learned a lot to say the least yeah wow well yeah as you said it's like an 80 ton boat or whatever so that's yeah, Crazy. that is not the boat I am driving, okay. though. They have put me on the Geneva, which is the rinky-dink. <laughs> it probably can fit 30 people on a good day. Okay. But, no, it was so fun. And that's where everyone starts, so I shouldn't, like, not. Like, I loved it. It was su- such a good starting experience. Yeah. But, yeah, super fun. That's incredible. So how did you break into the, the captain life, and what does that process look like? Yeah, so I actually, so it's it's interesting. So there's only been two other female captains at the cruise line. Um, and, you know, one of them, like, is not there anymore. So it's really just one female captain. She's probably, like, 40 years old. Like, great gal. Like, I love her to death. Um, but uh, so I really just never saw a lot of female captains. So I never really thought about it as like an option like it was never something I really considered because I never really saw anyone that like looked like me doing Mm -hmm. it I guess if that makes sense yeah for sure um which is kind of sad but like I it would just never registered in my head I was just like oh this is like not something that's meant for me I guess um but halfway through the summer my manager reached out to me and he's like have you ever thought about driving and I was like no (laughs) honestly no and he's like would you be interested in trying it out and I was like yes I was like that would be so cool yeah like that would be so cool I was like I'd definitely try it out like I might hate it but I was like the least I could do is like see if I like it right yeah yeah and so then I trained for like three weeks and then the last like four weeks of summer I was like driving out there on my own and that was super cool wow that's yeah that's incredible that you were you were the captain of the boat you I was I am the captain yeah wow (laughs) that's that's insane it was so cool and I feel like it was so because people because um for a while I didn't have because they have to like order you like your captain shirt or whatever Mm -hmm. so for a while I was just wearing like my regular work uniform that doesn't say like anything that like I'm the driver or whatever yeah so it'd be so interesting because I'd be on the Geneva. It's just you and a bar. So it's just a captain and then a bartender. Mm-hmm. So it's a two person crew. And then you'll have like whatever, 25, 30 people riding with you yeah. that are just passengers. 
and people would, you know, be walking up to the boat, like, getting ready to get on, and they'd be looking at me and looking at the bartender, who's, like, usually, like, a 30-year-old man, and then he's looking at me, looking at me, we're like, which one of you is driving, and which one of you is the bartender? And, like, it was, I could always see, like, the shock on their face, that I was just, like, I'd go up to the mic and be like, oh, hi, guys, like, my name is Molly, I'm 19 years old, and I will be your boat driver. <laughs> get me off this boat right now. So it was interesting, for sure. Yeah, you did it, and I'm sure you did it well, and you started, you know, started in the ticket office. Look at you now. Big Really did. I, yeah, it took a long time. It was a lot of hours spent in the ticket office, but I can say that it was worth it, I guess. Yeah. Um, What types of tours does the Geneva do? Um, so on the Geneva, we usually just run like one hour scenic tours. I was kind of talking about that earlier, Mm -hmm. but those are just, that usually takes you like almost like a third of the way around the lake, I want to say. So it's definitely not like the full lake that you would take like on the mail boat, Mm -hmm. but, um, you're definitely seeing a lot of the more historic homes, um, because a lot of those older mansions, that's what we like to call like the Gold Coast. It's like the Wrigley Estate, like um like BMO Harris uh that family kind of had a home out there for a while uh so there's just a lot like Stone Manor which is the biggest home out on the lake so a lot of those homes those you know more popular homes I guess you could say um are in that section so it's still really interesting trip a lot shorter super family friendly yeah that is interesting thank you all right so um kind of bring it back to mail jumping here yeah Do you have any any horror stories either of yourself or maybe someone you've been working <laughs> with or something um yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> super common uh one of my this was probably like my second summer i don't i didn't i always tell people that i like fall in a ridiculous amount of times so, like just like, kind of like make people laugh and they're yeah. like oh how many times you've fallen in and i'm like 25 and they're like what and i'm like no <laughs> but um so I've probably only fallen in, like, seven times, and probably, like, four of them have been, like, intentional, like, whether it's been, like, my last day of the season, or it's just, like, really hot, or, like, sometimes we just have, like, extra time, and, like, the captain will be like, you want to go in? And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> so we just try to, but, like, when we do those, like, we try to make it look like it is, like, accidental, so people aren't like, oh, this is a scam and whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, my God, where was I even going? Oh, horse race. But there was one time where I fell in for real, and I was, it was a super rainy day, and rain days are the worst, because the piers get so slick, and I just, like, they make me so nervous, because I'm like, these are the days where I actually get worried about (laughs) safety out here, and I'm like, this, I could hurt myself, and so I, it's one of those longer ones where you have to, like, sprint down and sprint back, otherwise you're gonna, like, miss the whole thing, so I, you know, like, take off and I'm like running down the pier and I get to the box and I go to like slow myself down and I just like my shoes just slip like right from underneath me and I literally skidded down the pier like, <laughs> probably like three feet <laughs> like just like like it was like a burn like almost like a floor burn like on my leg and so I got up and I was like, and I'm looking like, because I haven't even put the paper in the box. It's still in my hand. Yeah. And so I turn around and the boat's literally almost gone. And so I chuck it in the box, literally sprint. I'm like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it right in the lake. Like, probably <laughs> missed it by like a foot. I was like, you no. got to be. 
it was so tragic. No. And, and then I have, like, this huge, like, floor burn type thing on my leg. It was just so awful. Oh, no, yeah. You were so close, too. Come on. I know. That's, that's tough. So when you miss the boat, what happens? Do you have to swim to it, or does it, like, come Oh, my gosh. It's, like, the walk of shame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> So basically, you know, like, usually the peers, well, we hope that the peers that we deliver to have a swim ladder. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd assume that's something they were, I'm pretty sure that's something that they require for, like, that instance. So we, basically, you just try to find the swim ladder on the pier, you'll crawl up on the pier, the mail boat will turn around, and then they'll come back and pick you up, like, round two, like, you get another chance to get back on the boat. So, like, you're just standing, like, your life jacket, we used to wear life jackets, your life jacket blows up, and it's, like, this bright yellow thing like just in your face and it's like oh it's so embarrassing then you're soaking wet and then if you're the only jumper you have to give the rest of the tour in wet clothes oh no so it sucks if you fall in at the beginning of the trip because then you're screwed for the rest of the two and a half hours oh my gosh yeah and just standing there dripping wet yeah (laughs) and And i've done that probably at least three different times and no time to even like you know think about it you just have to no. just have to jump back no. in yeah yeah no you like they'll like grab a tablecloth from underneath <laughs> and you literally use a tablecloth because i never some people would bring a change of clothes but okay. i never would because i'm like i'm not gonna fall in like yeah. i'm i'm so i get so cocky sometimes yeah. and i'm just like i'm not like not me <laughs> like yeah. sure enough like i go in and he's like better go have the tablecloth <laughs> Should have brought a towel or a change of clothes. Like, that would have been intelligent. But that, of course that's, not. Yeah, that's funny. So, yeah. on that no. same note, what do you wear? Like, what does the uniform look like? Yeah. Um. So, basically, they give us, like, male jumpers wear, like, red polos. And they say, like, you have male jumper or whatever on them. Mm-hmm. And then you have to wear, like, navy blue shorts. And then you can kind of, like, have your choice of, like, running shoes. There's no, like... We wanted to get sponsored by Nike. We're like, how do we get sponsored? (laughs) But, like, that would be pretty cool, but there's no way. So, yeah, they were not about to sponsor us. That would have been cool, though. That would have been. I mean, the only male jumping, you know, gig in the the U.S., I guess, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't want to sponsor us. Yeah. Whatever, Nike. Missed opportunity. I'm for real, (laughs) honestly. I'm, yeah, that's their loss, honestly. Do you try to get shoes that aren't slippery, or is that not really, like, a concern? Yeah, I, it's definitely something that I, I try to buy a new pair of shoes before the season starts, um, but this year I did not do that, and by August, like, I was sliding around all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, at that point, I was like, I don't want to buy a new pair of shoes, but... Yeah, it's definitely something that you think about, though. I usually, like, every other season, I think I've bought a new pair of running shoes before. And then during the school year, I'll just use them for whatever. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. There's no, like, specific traction or anything. Sure. That yeah. you need. Interesting. Do you have yeah. any, any sort of, like, pre-male jumping rituals? <laughs> Ritual? Okay. Uh, usually we do, like, it's always fun if there's, like, two jumpers because then you can kind of, like, goof off and, like, so sometimes we'll do, like, like, just, like, make fun of ourselves, you know, those, like, uh, like, aerobic stretches you do in, like, soccer, track, did you ever do yeah. those, Susie? Yep, yep. Yeah, so we'd always do, like, dynamic stretches, like, the <laughs> two of us would be, like, sprinting up and down the pier yeah. before we left, and, like, no, and the audience, they'd, like, love it, they're, like, look at these two nuts. Yeah. But, uh, so that was always pretty fun. Um, otherwise, you know, get a good stretch in. Um, 
and then we do have one ritual when you the first peer that we deliver to mm-hmm. uh it's like a goose like it's like the mailbox is a goose oh. and so you have to kiss the goose on the first delivery you have to kiss the goose okay. otherwise you like curse the whole trip like yeah. your trip's gonna be bad if you don't kiss it okay so i always go. kiss the goose yeah don't forget yeah. to kiss the goose don't forget to kiss the goose it's very important that is funny thank you yeah yeah of course so, <laughs> <I'm glad laughs> I did. you oh know my. if you ever get on the mailboat Susie, in the next couple of years yeah you'll know i'm trying to think when i did it you might have sold me my yeah. ticket who what who knows I, yeah who knows i probably did yeah. i've been there a while <laughs> Yeah, so kind of on that similar note, what's been your favorite part of working for the Enterprise? (laughs) (laughs) The Enterprise? Is is there an official name with like. Yeah, it's the Lake Geneva Cruise Line. Okay, the Lake Geneva Cruise Line. The Lake Geneva Cruise Line. Um, I honestly, this is so dumb, but like. Just, like, meeting people. I'm yeah. such, like, a talker and a conversationalist, and I, I just love people. Mm-hmm. And so getting to, like, interact with people and make people laugh. Like, I make fun of myself on the viewer, like, on the microphone, yeah. and people are like, this girl's an idiot. But, like, <laughs> they make them laugh, and I'm just like, that's, like, that's my favorite part. So I love, like, meeting new people and getting the chance to like kind of like spread like spread what I love to do like with other people because I just have so much fun doing it and I just want them to have a good time on the boat as well so I think that's absolutely been my favorite part and then as well as like the people that I work with are just awesome Mm -hmm. um and that's something like that kind of having that kind of community has just been super cool um especially when I started driving this summer like the amount of support that I was getting like sometimes from people I hadn't really worked with and they were like you know what Molly like I think what you're doing is so awesome and this is so cool and like um and I was like (laughs) people I didn't even really know and I was like that is it was so awesome to like see people like be so supportive and it it is it's just an awesome community and definitely you know if people find themselves looking for work in the Lake Geneva area (laughs) definitely (laughs) seasonal work in the Lake Geneva area definitely something i would recommend yeah that's awesome yeah and that's so impressive too that you're you're a captain too and literally you are breaking down barriers at at lake geneva yeah cruise line to quote yeah the lake geneva cruise line i'm just breaking them down (laughs) (laughs) knocking down the glass wall the glass the glass ceiling (laughs) yeah all right is that what it is the the glass glass ceiling the glass ceiling yeah yeah. You know what I was watching? I was the other day. I was watching for my marketing lecture. Mm-hmm. You know that like statue of the girl that's like facing the bowl, fearless girl or something. Fearless girl. Oh fearless my god. Girl. Yeah, it's oh my god, it's right in front of the New York Stock Exchange. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Aww. And I literally was watching like just on like going bouncing off of like female empowerment. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But um. I watched this video in my marketing lecture about that statue and like this little girl was like talking about it and like I was like literally in tears I was like that is so freaking cool because it's such and like she was like I don't know and they were just like talking about like all these barriers you should face as like a woman and I was like yes I was like yes yeah (laughs) like it's crazy yeah 
we've but all lived it. I, yeah, we've all lived it. It's just wild to think about sometimes. Like if I think about it too much, I was like, like it stresses me out a little. But yeah. yeah, I was like watching that video and I was like almost in tears. And I feel like I don't cry that much. And I was like, holy mother. Yeah. But it's, yeah, some stuff gets you. But hey, you know what? To some, oh. to some young girl, maybe you could be, you could be their fearless girl. They've never yeah, seen a I woman hope captain. So. Yeah. That's incredible. I hope so. I really hope, like, I don't know if I'm going back there this summer, but I really hope, like, some of the younger girls, because there are a lot of younger girls that work at the cruise line right now, so mm-hmm. I really hope, like, that what I was able to do this summer, I really hope that, like, encourages other girls to take that opportunity as well, because I'd really like to see that become, like, a normal thing for yeah. girls to be captains, because that just was not, that just was not normal, and it's still yeah. not normal. Yeah. And I'd love to see that be normal, like, in the next five years. Yeah, which sucks, but you showed that, you know, you're more than capable. You are, yeah. Even even though it feels like you're completely unqualified, you are. No, you qualified. Yes, yes, you are. That's awesome. So just to kind of wrap up, wrap up our our segment on on the mailboat here, do you miss it at all in the off-season? Do you miss working there? Yeah, I do. I think it's going to be – I'm, like, looking for an internship next summer, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be hard if I don't – just because I've been there so long. Like, I think it's going to be hard um, not going back next summer. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try to, like, on the weekends maybe go by and, like, do some driving and jumping and kind of stick with it. But, yeah, I definitely miss it during the off season. It's just been such a unique experience, and it's so fun, and I just love the people I work with. Um, so I think that's the biggest part that's probably the hardest of not being there right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I got a lot of things going on here at school. So I think like towards the end of the season, you kind of get sick of like doing the same thing Mm -hmm. day in, day out. So it's nice to like have that time off and come back in May and June and be refreshed to start a new season. Yeah. Ready to go. Awesome. Yeah. And so do you think your, um, your job, you know, giving tours there prepared you well for your job giving tours here at UW? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely think uh, there's just a lot of similarities. I think it's a, it was a little different just in the fact that it's not like really more, you know, as like our historical tour is like super educational. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like here it's even more so like focused on education and less on like entertainment. Like obviously we're trying, like you're almost trying to persuade students Mm -hmm. that this is like the best school for them, which is like, I'm not like persuading people to move to like Geneva, you know? (laughs) So it's like a little different, but, um, it's good. Um, I definitely, I think I like giving tours in like Geneva more than I like giving campus tours. Um, just because it's definitely, I feel like it's more separate because usually your audience is bigger mm-hmm. um when like when I'm giving tours back home whereas like here you'll give tours of like 20 kids and their parents you know okay. so it's a lot more intimate which sometimes I think I struggle with just in the sense that like um I feel like not you know you'll get like a parent that like really wants to talk to you but like you're trying to include the whole group Mm -hmm. um so I think that's definitely something that I struggle with being like oh well maybe we can talk to the whole group instead of just talking like one-on-one and like um but otherwise I think it prepared me super well I think overall doing the mail jumping and doing the tours at the cruise line has made me such a better speaker and a communicator um and just kind of like 
get you know drive for what I want and um yeah I don't know where I'm going with this I just said I was an awesome speaker and I literally can't even finish my sentence right now so who knows really yeah but it sounds it sounds like they you know one has prepared you well for the other but maybe like one more than the other but yeah yeah definitely so it's a give and take yeah both good gigs yeah Yeah. for sure so now with that we will move in to the hot mic section of the podcast are you ready (laughs) No, <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, we'll kick it off. Favorite place on campus? Um, oh my god. See, I'm like so bad at things like these because I can never think like quick enough. Yeah. Um, honestly, Granger. Like Granger. I love Granger. Yeah. So I just miss the. No, I'm changing my answer. Gordon's. Oh yes. Gordon's. Yes. I would do everything in Gordon's. Like not only like eat every single meal there, yeah. like flamingo run seeing the robots first of all third seeing kim who make made my omelet like every other day yeah like love that girl Mm -hmm. and then i would like study in gordon's like it was such a good study space yeah oh yeah i i I loved it could not agree more and flamingo run is just next level just yeah Yeah. it was like i like i don't know if you felt like this but when i was living in the residence halls like i feel like my like dining dollars out of my whisk card i was like this isn't real money oh yeah it felt like a game yeah i would just throw that around <laughs> like i would just absolutely yeah oh yeah I <laughs> and then i'd start to like run out of money at that time okay wait this is like not like fake money this is real i know I, i'm yeah. like this is not a game we'd have to like budget at the end and be like all right, yes i have three yes. more weeks yeah all right yeah i was like starving by the time winter break like right? 40 dollars in my whisk account yep, yep, yep. so bad we've all been there we, all right. we really have um your guilty pleasure oh my god um uh, i don't know honestly okay Right, I feel like I don't watch like reality TV. Like I never really mm-hmm. got invested in like The Bachelor or anything like that. But yeah. my friends and I got into Selling Sunset. Oh. You heard about that? And that's like that real estate show. Yeah, I've heard about it, but never seen it. Yeah, it's like these women in LA, and they like sell these like multi multi million dollar homes, uh-huh. and like they're all terrible to each other like they're all so you know <laughs> such awful human beings and they just like roast each other all the time and it is so entertaining interesting yeah Maybe. and we went through like two seasons in the first like week of school <laughs> and now we have nothing to watch and it's <laughs> yeah that's, that's impressive i will say i know <laughs> so definitely a guilty pleasure for a new guilty pleasure yeah. i think yeah, yeah. thank you a, yeah. a recent weird purchase you made. Oh, God. Um, a recent weird... I'm, like, kind of, like, looking around my room <laughs> to see if I, like, purchased anything. Uh, I feel like I've, like, spent money on, like, food recently. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh, I almost... Well, okay, I didn't buy it, but I almost bought this <laughs> sweatshirt off of Etsy for, like, $60. Oh, no. <laughs> and have, like, freaking skeletons on it for Halloween. Oh, 60 bucks. I'm really thinking about it, though. That's, I'm really considering it. That's your hard-earned mail-jumping dollars. I know, but I love Halloween. Like, I, it's, I love it, so I'm so tempted to, like, yeah. 
make them it's so cute yeah you know it's like got these like little like white embroidered like skeletons on it. it's so cute and And i'm like 60 dollars like what is this yeah but etsy you're supporting supporting small so i know i'm like trying to like move away from like amazon and all that but it's like so expensive yeah so tempted to go to Amazon, but I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. Don't do it. Resist. Not gonna do it. Yeah. Not gonna do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. your favorite quarantine activity. Oh. Um. Oh my god. Okay. Honestly, this is so basic, mm-hmm. but I started running during quarantine, mm-hmm. which is like, and I'm like not like I feel like I've always been like athletic, but never like a runner if that makes sense like I played soccer but I always kind of struggled with like like I'd run like a mile yeah like I'd sprint a mile and I'd be like okay like cool like (laughs) as far as I could ever go even though like in soccer you're running like three miles in a game yeah but it's like so like stop and go but like I would never really like think about it yeah and then I you know I was just getting so fed up with like online school at that point like living at my house that I was just like I just need to get out and I would just like go and I just do like some like walking and running but like literally the like now I can run like four four miles wow, like yeah. which is so cool and like that's like nothing compared to like what some people do but for me yeah I could have never like pictured myself like I was always like oh no like I never do cross country like I can never do anything like that yeah um so that's been kind of cool to like be able to do something that I never thought just to show that you know prove it to yourself that you, you can do it yeah right yeah all right and last question here you put the milk or the cereal in the bowl first definitely the cereal yeah. I don't I would not associate myself with anyone who puts the milk in first okay so far we're three for three for cereal in the bowl first <laughs> so good news I did listen to Tia's podcast yeah. this morning I've not listened to Alex's but yeah. I listened to Tia's, and she was cracking me up. <laughs> right? She's hilarious. I know. I know. It was a funny one. All right. I love that girl. With that, we are going to wrap up this episode of the Passions Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Molly, and sharing your pretty unique passion with us. It's been cool to hear about your journey with the Lake Geneva cruise lines and mail jumping and becoming a captain. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Susie. This has been the highlight of my morning. Oh, my gosh. Mine, too. All right. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Listening, everyone. And I'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you have a passion, reach out and you could be on next week's episode.